I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, now we are uh, ha- we have a special message today, and it's called Passion and Purpose, and it's it, it's going to be uh, connected to the Connect Group we're starting here in a few weeks, but. We're starting a new series next week. We wanted to be able to have a special message here talking about your passion and your purpose. And I love talking about passion and purpose because it can be something that is so confusing and so overlooked sometimes and and, and misunderstood. And I really enjoy talking about things that can be easily misunderstood. I think it's like a just a a draw to drama is probably that's some things I have going on that I'm working through with my therapist. But uh, uh, like like talking about money in church, I love talking about that because it's often misunderstood and it's a little you know a little touchy, and I just love to be able to talk about some of those things. So today, what I want to talk about is your passion and your purpose, and how are you supposed to know what your passion is? How are you supposed to know what your purpose is? Is there anything more anxiety causing than, 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 than us thinking about, and again, this is my, me putting my anxiety on you, than us thinking about what is my purpose? What if I'm not doing my purpose right now? What if the job that I'm in, the relationship that I'm in, the place I'm moving to, the house I'm buying, the school I'm about to go to, the school I'm moving away from, what if that is not my purpose? What happens in your life? Let me ask you a dreadful question. What happens in your life if you're never able to discover your passion? What if you can never find what you are passionate about? And it's sometimes the fear that we have around this, the fear of not finding our passion or the fear of not discovering our purpose, not knowing what we're supposed to do that can cause a little bit of frustration. And sometimes, and all of us handle our frustration and our fear differently. Some of us freeze up and we'll just never move and we'll stay in this one job forever because we don't want to see what it would be like to, to, to go do something else. Some of us run from it. We say, okay, if I'm never going to know my purpose, then I'm just going to get a new job every single year and I'll keep doing that until I find, uh, until I find something that I love. And you find out that every job you have, the boss is terrible, the work is lame, <laughs> And there's a common denominator there, and it's not the boss, and it's not the work, you know? You can write these things down for your therapist. Not for the notes on the message, but for you and your, you and your counselor. <laughs> and I was just having a conversation here this past week with some, uh, some people at a coffee shop. And I was talking about, and I love talking about this too, because I can tell you confidently, and this is a little controversial, I don't mean for it to be, I do love drama, but that's not why I'm saying this is that I don't feel called to do this. I didn't feel called to start a church. I didn't feel called to preach. I don't feel called to lead this church now. A lot of times we feel like God needs to place a calling on our life. If you hang around enough Christians, or maybe you've been Christian a long time, you've heard people say, well, I think God is calling me to do this. I think I might be called to do this. I am called to teach. I am called to be in ministry. I'm called to do these things. And I'm not telling you if you feel called that you're wrong. I'm telling you that I don't feel called. Because what's interesting is you can read all of this. This is the Bible. You can read all, or a Bible, sorry. You, you can read all of this 
and it will never tell you when the right time of the year is to buy a house. You can read all of this, and it, it does a terrible job of helping you figure out what job you're supposed to have in today's economy. You can read all of this, and it will do a terrible job of helping you pick out the right fashion that you should be wearing to look not cool like you're trying, but cool enough to like you're not trying. You know what I'm talking about? It's a delicate balance that I haven't figured out. So how are we supposed to know what we're supposed to do? How do we figure out what our passion is and what our purpose, what our purpose can be? Because if I don't feel called to start a church, if I don't feel called to, to, to talk to you about this now, then what business do I have being here? What business do I have even doing this? Also, I didn't go to seminary. I'm not trained for this. <laughs> These are all things I'm doing to convince you to stop coming to church here, I guess. That's not what I'm trying. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying is, uh, well, I'll wrap it up here at the end. Just stick around for the next 20 minutes or so if you don't mind. <laughs> I think the bar is open if you want to grab a drink and, you know, whatever you want to do. What about for you? What about for you in your life? Maybe you have felt called to do something that you're doing. Again, like I said, I, I, I don't think being called is wrong, but it can't be the only thing. Because if we wait around for a calling, how are we going to know when it's there? So what about you in your life? Where, where have you found passion? Where have you found purpose? Have you ever felt yourself wondering, well, I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't feel called to be a husband or a wife, but I like being one. I don't know if I feel called to be a dad or a mom, but I enjoy being a dad or a mom. Some days I don't enjoy being a dad or a mom. Some days it's really tough. I've, seen, I've met some of your kids. I bet it's tough a lot of the time. How do you know what your purpose is supposed to be? Now, I, I, spoiler alert, at the end of this message, I'm not going to tell you what your purpose is supposed to be because I don't know. And see, that's the thing, is we want that tension to be resolved. We want the tension of the, I don't know what my passion and purpose is to be resolved, but the tension is always going to be there. There is no resolution to the tension of what am I supposed to do, because no matter what you do, you're still you. No matter what job you have, like, the, like those people that you talk to, that every job they go to, they get overworked. Every job they go to, the boss is terrible. Every job they go to, they're underpaid. And you can see it. They, they can't seem to see it, but you can see it like, dude, it's, it's you. You are bringing you to every one of these jobs. So maybe it's not so much what we do. Maybe it's a little bit more. So in your life, where have you found your passion and your purpose? Or where have, you where have you felt a lack of passion? Maybe you have a job and you feel like, I have a job and it's helping me pay my bills, but I do not feel passionate about it. Should I quit? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. What if, what if you have a job and it's a job that a lot of people assign big purpose to? When we were starting a church, I don't know why this is turning into a, a heart history, but when we were starting the heart years and years and years ago, well, it was only six, I guess, but uh, when it was years ago, Amber and I had some critical talks early on, and we said, we don't want to start a church if it's going to be defined by the pastor is supposed to do this, this, and this, 
The pastor should always answer a call. The pastor should always quickly respond to a text. The pastor's wife should be expected to be at all the events that the pastor is at. The pastor's wife is expected to not cuss, and we're just not down with that. <laughs> that was just a slight push, and it was a, sh- it was a slow bus, so it was just a little push in front of the bus. We said, look, we want to be doing something here on purpose. But if the only purpose we can serve is what other people expect of us, then we don't want to do it. And so what I want to do today is I, I want you to take some notes later on uh, uh, today if, if, you're, if you're a note-taking kind of person. And if you're not, you can take photos or whatever you need to do, type it out. But I think you can get something from today that can help you in your life if, if in your life right now you have been struggling with, I'm doing something but I don't feel passionate about it. Or if you've thought recently, I don't know if this is my purpose to be in this relationship, to be doing this job, to be taking on this next project. I don't know if I should be doing this. I I, I want to have passion with what I'm doing in my life, but I don't have it right now. I want you to be taking some notes today if that's something that you have been thinking about. I want to read uh, a, a bit of Matthew chapter 7. So if you have your uh, Uversion Bible apps or if you have a Bible with you or whatever, you can open up to that, Matthew seven 12. We're going to have it up on the screen if you don't, so no worries. It's going to be out of the Message Bible. The Message Bible is one particular version. There's many different versions of the Bible. A bunch of people smarter than myself have translated it from this ancient language to English so we can get a loose grip on what the authors of the Bible were trying to tell us about the ways of God, the teachings of Jesus. And what's cool about today is we're going to be uh, reading a bit of what is referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. In the book of Matthew, in this particular part of the Bible, Jesus gives this basically a message. He's preaching, and it's a bunch of, if you have a red-letter Bible, it's a bunch of red letters in a row, a bunch of red words in a row. That means it's the words of Jesus that are being recorded. Recorded as in like this, not recorded as in like this. And what we're, there's a part of it where Jesus is talking about how to behave, how you should act, what you should do. And so I want to read this. It's just a small bit. This is... Chapter 7, verse 12, he said, here is a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. You might recognize this. It's the golden rule, right? Do for others what you would wish they would do for you. But I love the way the Message Bible puts it. I love the grab the initiative and do it for them. Do something on purpose. Do something with purpose. Do something for a purpose. If we are going to be people who are constantly waiting for our passion to pop up, we're going to be waiting for a long time. If we're going to be people who are waiting for God to tell us our purpose, what if he doesn't tell you? Or what if he's told you, but it was when you were busy? What if he told you and he whispered it and you were speaking too loud? What if he told you and you weren't listening? Now I'm really freaking you out, right? Now your your faith is really on edge. I don't know if you're going to make it. (laughs) No, you're definitely going to make it. 
because you don't need to wait for God to tell you your passion and your purpose. You don't need to wait for God to tell you what you're supposed to do. We have a rule of thumb. We have a guide of what we're supposed to do. What we're supposed to do is treat people the way that we want to be treated. Okay, now check this out. Watch this. You don't need to look for purpose. If you're taking notes, write this out, okay? You don't need to look for purpose because you can find purpose where you are. You don't need to go out looking for purpose because you can find purpose where you are. Whatever your job is, you can find purpose there. Are you taking phone calls? Are you getting yelled at by people? Are you working from home and you're in your, your customer support? Are you, are you out and about in the world and you're talking to people all the time? You can find purpose in what you're doing. You don't need a job. You don't need a vocation, uh, 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 something to do that other people assign has purpose. Because you can find purpose exactly where you are. You don't need to look for what your purpose is. We, we, have this, we have this thing in our minds, and not all of us. Some of us are, uh, are doing great, and we need your help. But we have this thing in our minds where we, we want to know what God wants us to do. Or maybe you're not there yet with God. Maybe you, you just want to know, what am I supposed to do next? What am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to say? What should I tell them? We always want to know what's next. It's natural. It's natural to want to know what's next. But if wanting to know what's next paralyzes us into waiting to hear our passion, our purpose, waiting, or, or, or we're looking for our passion, I want to find what I'm passionate about. So I tried this, and I tried that, but I'm not finding what I'm passionate about. What if I never find it? What if you lived with passion instead of looking for what you're passionate about? What if you lived with purpose instead of waiting to find out what your exact purpose is? How could you ever know? It's almost like um, this is going to be a very clunky and terrible analogy, which is a great way to start an analogy. It's almost like looking for your, uh, your soulmate. What a terrible system that would be if it was real, right? It just takes one person marrying the wrong person or being with the wrong person, and the whole system's thrown off. No one has their soulmate after that. We can argue about that later over Twitter if you want. What if... There is no specific passion for you, and it's finding what you can be passionate about. It is living with passion. What if there is not a specific thing you are supposed to do, but you can live on purpose? You can live with purpose. When you leave here, you're going to leave with purpose. You're going to leave with purpose. You're, let's say you're, you're, you're an outgoing person. You love talking to people. Each person you interact with for the rest of the day, you're going to be purposeful with that interaction. You're going to look people in the eye. You're going to do whatever you need to do to make people feel welcome and comfortable if that's your jam. Now you're living with purpose. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your job is. You can live with purpose. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too, please. You can create purpose when you can't find it. You can create purpose. You can create purpose today. You can create purpose in your family. You can create purpose wherever you go. 
If you can't find purpose, you don't know what your purpose is, you are empowered to create purpose wherever you are. If you, okay, let me, let me tell you this, and this is not an indictment on who's not taking notes. If you're taking notes, you are creating purpose right now. Because when you take notes, you activate a part of your brain that wants to remember this. You might look at it later, you might not, but you are saying, this is important to me, and I want to be someone who creates purpose. It's that simple to create purpose. So if you can't find it, that's perfectly fine because you are empowered. And if you didn't know you are, I'm telling you you are, you are empowered to create purpose in your life, to create purpose in your family, to create purpose at work, to create purpose in your friendship, to create purpose in your relationship. You can create the purpose that you want. That's what God has put in us. That's who we are as humanity. Sometimes we forget and we get stuck walking around looking for our purpose. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this where I'm supposed to move? Is this who I'm supposed to be with? Are these the glasses I should buy? Are these the pants I should wear? Does this shirt go with these shoes? These are questions I ask myself daily. We can create the purpose that we can't find. That's what we're empowered to do. All right, check this out. I want you to uh, write this down. Living life with passion can lead to your passion. Quick show of hands, okay? And you don't have to raise them if you don't want to. Has anybody found, their, found a passion in life through trying a bunch of different things? You put your hand up, okay, yeah. If you bring a passion for doing things. Let's say, let's say you're someone who uh, is detail-oriented. If you bring a passion for details to every project you work on, to every team that you're a part of, living life with passion, you can discover what your passion is. Living life with passion can lead to your passion. And maybe you'll find it. Maybe you'll find exactly what you love. But even if you found something that you love and that wasn't the exact thing that you, I don't don't know if it's written in some book somewhere and God's like, I didn't know they were going to like that. That's not what I had down for them. (laughs) I didn't know they were going to be interested in that. Living life with passion can lead to your passion. When, when, uh, when Corbin was, uh, Corbin, our son, he's about to go to A&M, so y'all pray for us. Um, Or pray for him if you want to as well, but mostly us. Um, we're going to be an emotional mess. When he was tiny, when he was shorter than me, which was, seems a long time ago now, when he was shorter than me, he, was, he would play soccer. We put him in soccer, and, and we knew nothing about soccer, uh, so it, we were just all kind of learning together, and we got to experience him growing in soccer and all of this, and, and there was, uh, it was so funny, he'll talk about this, and I'm kind of, I won't share that, that's, that's his to share. Uh, but he was growing up, and this was in eighth grade, and one of his soccer coaches was like, hey, you're pretty tall, you should try basketball. And I encouraged him, was like, okay, we'll give it, give it just a try for the season, and see if you like it, and if you don't, no problem. And what we saw is this, this love for basketball. And this love for basketball came because he was willing to try it. 
But what we saw was not necessarily just a passion for basketball, but a passion for what it meant to be competitive, a passion for what it meant to get better at a skill he was doing. So I, 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 I know, or maybe I don't know, I think strongly, that if he would have stayed in soccer, it would have been the same passion to get better, to improve on skills that it would have been for basketball. So I can't tell you if Corbin was meant to be a soccer player his whole life or he was meant to be a basketball player his whole life. I'm telling you that the passion that lies underneath those things is what's most important. Is it his purpose to play basketball? Is it his purpose to play soccer? I don't know. And I don't know that it matters. As much as it matters for him to live a life of purpose. So are you supposed to take that job that you're waiting on? I don't know. I mean, it, it will matter in the practical sense. It will matter if it's more money and it helps your family accomplish what you need to do. Maybe, it, maybe it's good. Maybe it's a good idea. What's so funny is I think this, is so, this book is so unhelpful on whether what you need to do tomorrow is a good idea or not. You, there's just no way you can know. But if you try it and you don't like it, then stop. <laughs> and if you try it and you like it, then do it again. That's terrible advice on finding your passion and your purpose, but that's how life is. All right, last thing I want you to write down. If we're waiting for our purpose, if you and I, if we sit down and we sit around and we're waiting for our purpose, we miss out on living with purpose. If we're just waiting for our purpose to come knock on our door, let us know that it's there, and we say, thank God, I have been waiting for you to show up. Now I know what I can do. Thank God, I have been waiting, you for, waiting for you for, to show up. Now I know where I can move. Now I know that I need to take, uh, take on this project. If we're waiting for our purpose, we miss out on living with purpose. So I was, I, as I was talking to these people in the coffee shop the other day, and I was telling them that I don't feel called to do what I'm doing, which is a weird thing. If you're not in the ministry world, it's a weird thing to not feel called. People think, some people think, some people think and feel that you should be called to be doing this. But the truth is, I choose to do this. We talk about choice a lot at the heart. We talk about choice a lot in our family. Choice drives a lot of what we do. And for me, it's more meaningful for me to choose to do this than it is to be called to do this. Because what if I feel, what if I'm called to do this and I don't want to do it? What if I feel called to do this? What if I feel called to speak on Sundays and I don't want to do it anymore? Now I'm trapped. Now I'm trapped to my, now I'm a prisoner to my calling. But I don't feel called. I choose. I choose to be up here. I choose to live life in community. These people I was talking to at the coffee shop, they were asking me, so is it, is it tough to have boundaries in ministry? Because ministry is your life. You're supposed to do whatever your church needs. And I used to think this. And now I think, well, it's easier. I have, I have issues with boundaries anyway, but it's easier to have boundaries because I don't think that I am called to a church. I feel like I choose to be a part of this community. I'm a part, I'm a part of this church as much as you are. I'm a part of this community as much as you are. I wouldn't be here if I didn't like being a part of this community. 
I choose to live with purpose. It's not every day. It's not easy. I haven't figured it out. It's not solved. But if you can allow yourself to bring purpose to what you do every day, not to your job, not just your job, if you can allow yourself to do what you do with passion, maybe, maybe we can see that we don't need to wait for our passion and wait for our purpose, and then we could step into our passion and our purpose now, today. Because living with passion and living with purpose is a choice that you have. You don't have to wait to be called. And if you're waiting to be called to live with passion, if you're waiting to be called to live with purpose, then here I am. I'm telling you right now, today is your day. This week is your week to start bringing purpose to what you do and what you say. Start bringing passion to the relationships in your life, to your marriage, to your parenting, to the work that you do. Be proud of the work that you do. If you're going to sweep the kitchen, look back and say, am I proud of the way I swept? Would I put this on swepthkitchens.com or uh, whatever, you know, whatever app they have? You swipe right, that was a good kitchen, or swipe left, that was terrible, and you get matched up by somebody who mops. And I don't know, I don't know the, the game anymore. Can you bring passion to what you do daily? If you can bring passion and purpose, then what you have done is stepped into choice. And choice in your life is going to be the most powerful driver of where God can take you and how God can use you and what you can do for your family and your community. If you could, close your eyes and bow your heads for a second. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for you and I want to give you a challenge today. I want to challenge you that just for the rest of the day, not even this week, nothing crazy, just for the rest of the day, you're going to do at least one thing and consciously say, I'm going to do this with purpose. I'm going to do this with passion. Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to go grocery shopping? Whatever you're going to do today, you're going to do it with purpose. I know it seems silly to, to go grocery shopping with passion in your heart, but maybe, maybe it's something else. Whatever it is, you're going to do one thing today. If you're going to take that challenge, then on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to do it too. So just keep your eyes closed and know that my hand's raised as well. On three, put your hand up. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. These are some purposeful people. All right, put your hands down. Let's pray real quick. God, we are so grateful that you have given us a chance to choose, to choose who we are meant to be, to choose what's next for our life. I thank you that you are there to guide us, to guide our spirit, to guide our heart. I pray that we would live with purpose. That living with purpose and living with passion, it won't always lead to the exact right answer. But I pray that in this mess of life, in this journey, that we have each other to rely on and that we have you to rely on. So we love you and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.